Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Um, doing it again. Another new episode of the Daily Mind Podcast. How is everyone? We're back on. It's the weekend. Well, it's Friday, so it's the beginning of the weekend. And um, yeah, life is going on. Um, <clears throat> I will say um, there was a reason why um, I had been off yesterday. Um, normally, I try to do this every day. But, you know, again, I have a life. And there's things I do outside of doing a podcast. So I just got a new sound mixer for this um, this podcast uh, from Mountacaster. It's a Mountacaster Lite. Um, small sound mixer, very budget, but it's straight to the point. And it's, it's user-friendly for beginners like myself. Um, I feel like it's time to kind of enhance the show a little bit, add some sound effects, some music and stuff like that. I know I said that I will be doing that um, during the week. I mean, not the week. I'm sorry. Um, some episodes ago, a couple of seasons ago, I said I'd be enhancing the show. Um, so here, here I am. So this monocaster came with this nice, cool microphone, um, a lot better than what I was using. Um, and it comes with all these different sound effects and different pitches and everything like that. So I can go ahead and, um, you know, it, it, it makes for a better podcast, basically. But, you know, I'm not going to lose sight on what this podcast is because it's just not some podcast with gimmicky sound effects all the time and you know stuff like that but um i'm gonna stick with my subject matter and 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 what i do and what i've been doing for the past eight seasons so um again that's the reason why there wasn't an episode yesterday don't worry uh, again if there's uh, i'd be more worried if there's a series of no episodes um and without warning that i'd be like oh man is, you know is the show canceled or whatever no everything is perfectly fine but um we now made it to the weekend. So, of course, today is Friday. Okay, so with Friday comes, um, yes, is there such thing as a stupid question? So, um, as you already know, there is. Okay, without a doubt, there is definitely a such thing as a stupid question. I have shown that quite a few times in many of these episodes um, by going on that website, Cora, and finding some of the most outlandish things that people are so brazen to ask. So, uh, yeah. Some of these questions surprised the hell out of me, but you know what? We're about to find out once again if there's a such thing as a stupid question. Here we go. Already with the first one right out of the box. I love my boyfriend, but why don't I like making out with him? Okay, I mean, now that maybe he's got bad breath. Perhaps. Maybe he doesn't brush his teeth. I don't know. Why wouldn't you not like making out with him? Unless it's something a little bit more on the emotional end. Maybe you're not feeling that sort of feeling. Maybe you look at him as like a, a, a brother figure or something like that. Um, so somebody did answer this question, by the way. And they said, uh, well, that's a long ass answer. I'm not really trying to read here. Let me put this uh, phone down real quick. I have to be very careful. This mic is very sensitive. It picks up damn near anything I tap on this um <clears throat> on this table it picks up everything on the mic um this person did answer i'm gonna read some of that long answer uh it says here's the cold truth this is by a guy named tim timothy he said here's the cold truth hard truth if making out with your boyfriend feels about as enjoyable as eating soggy cereal there's something wrong in the chemistry department love isn't just about emotional connection there needs to be a physical attraction too if he kisses if he if his kisses make you feel like you're doing your taxes that's a problem yeah, I mean, it's like that scene from Bad to the Future where Lorraine kissed Marty. Um, this is from the first Bad to the Future. 
and she noticed something was super odd about kissing him. Like she didn't know that was her son from the future, but the chemistry just wasn't there because technically they're fucking related. So that will be kind of awkward. Um, I'd say like, you know what? Um, basically just something, there's, there's something lacking there. Maybe it's just, that's not the right person. You know, when you, when you kiss someone, you got to feel it. There's, there's a, there's a passion to it, if you will. Um, if you're not feeling that, then there's a problem. And I think they might have to like sort of reassess their, uh, their relationship a little bit. I mean, I, I would say, um, this other person said the body doesn't lie. You are in, you are incompatible. There you go. I mean, straightforward answer right there. I mean, honestly, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling that person, perhaps you're just meant to be friends. It's just not meant to go to the next level on things. And that's okay. That is not a bad thing at all. So, I mean, if you're in a situation like that, maybe you got to just reassess some things. Some things just doesn't seem quite right. So, yeah. All right. So moving on to the next question here. Um, okay. Uh, ooh. Ooh, uh, here's another one. Uh, somebody asked, <laughs> I am a married woman and I got pregnant by another man. What should I do? Well, I tell you what you should do. You might as well let that other man know, like, hey, unless he, if he already doesn't know already, to let him know, like, hey, you got me pregnant. Oh, by the way, I'm still married, though. What are we going to do? Jeez. Um, this person, Ollie, though, gave a very interesting answer to that question by saying, First, buy a rainbow wig and a red nose so you can dress up like the clown of a woman you are. Tell your husband, if he wants if he wants divorce, cope, cry, but don't try and fight him on it. Then make it sure that the biological father pays child support, not the man who trusts you betrayed. Yeah, because that would suck if you got your husband raising some other guy's baby and then you don't tell him that shit until some other predetermined time down the, down the road. Listen. I if like like that one answer said, hey, if the husband wants a divorce, let it happen. You can't fight him on that because what you did was wrong. You know it was wrong. And again, don't fight it. Like, hey, he wants a divorce, just let it go. Let it go. That's it. Just let it go. I don't understand why you even put yourself in a predicament like that. If you're really not feeling your husband, then perhaps maybe you should just tell him that. Tell him, like, hey, I, I don't think this is working. Maybe we should know. You know, I, I don't understand. I had an episode about this. I had an episode. I've, I've mentioned this many a times, this type of thing. And, and yet we're still doing it. <laughs> we're still doing it. All right. So here's another divorce question. What's with all these divorce questions nowadays? Uh, that's coming down on my on my feed here. Uh, this next question is, uh, my wife wants to divorce. What should I do? Well, first of all, you should probably find out why she wants a divorce. What's the issue? Can it be fixed? Ask questions. I think the talk is most important, laying out what's going on here. Or it could just be simply she wants a divorce because she found somebody else or somebody else found her. Who knows? But that's where you have to, like, um, you know, you got to figure that shit out. All right. I'm going to try to find an a an uh, shorter answer to this because there's a lot of uh, fucking answers to this. Uh, let me see. What should I do? This person says, I would immediately consult with and hire a good attorney. Then I would ask her why she wants a divorce. Then take her lead and listen intently to her. Remember, your wife doesn't need your permission to get divorced. If she doesn't want a divorce, try to figure out her pain. My guess is she either found a new partner, but more likely she doesn't feel connected to you. 
She may or may not love you, but she isn't in love with you anymore. I mentioned that that's a really important question. My dad asked me that question some time ago, and it really determined the course of my last marriage. Do you love this person or are you in love with this person? And they are two completely different things because you may not be in love with someone, right? Let's say you and your spouse or whatever had a fallen out. You love that person, but you're no longer in love with them no more. Like you love them as a person, but you don't love them anymore. Okay. So yeah, that, that, there's a big difference in that. And I think a lot of people don't really uh, understand that very well, but it's a, it's a big difference in that. And that, that helped determine the course for me uh, some time ago. Uh, let's see here. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sneeze. I'm trying not to sneeze into my mic. That would be kind of gross. Oh, this is a, um, this, this, this question's quite, uh, oh, excuse me. Hold on. <coughs> Oh, that's gross. All right. This uh, <laughs> this next question. Ooh, this might hit home for some of you fellows. It says, my husband can't get hard even when he's taking meds. Can it be something else? I mean, it could be cocaine, ridiculous amount of alcohol, or just simply stress, or just maybe your box is not doing it anymore. <laughs> There's so many reasons. Who knows? Sometimes those things are like psychological, mental things that kind of take your mind off things, stress, anxiety. Uh, it's a, it's a myriad of things. It's not just like, Oh, well, he just can't get it up because, or it could just be something physical. Maybe he's just not attracted to you. Or maybe your cat is just not meowing the way it should meow. Uh, let's see what it says. Uh, some of the answers here. I'm going to, uh, whew, let's see. Mm, let's see. I'm trying to find an answer that makes some sort of sense. Let's see here. Hold on. Oh, this sneezing shit. Um, somebody just simply said, better you consult a specialist. Yeah, they do have people who uh, specialize in that kind of thing. And perhaps maybe uh, that person may just have the answer to that. But um, somebody else wrote this answer by the name of Walt Walter Frazier. Yeah, go figure. Walter Frazier. Oh, God. <coughs> what is going on? Uh, somebody says, yep. Oh, this guy, Walter says uh yep how long by uh you've been together he needs a stimuli fresh meat how old is he does he take meds for blood pressure <coughs> oh excuse me it says uh feed them oysters shrimp mussels green tea cherries pistachio walnuts okay let's say you give them all that stuff and it don't work then it's a much bigger problem it could be a nerve issue or whatever uh <coughs> this is crazy i'm not liking this allergy shit but uh a situation like that might just be something more uh, psychological than anything. Um, try the pill, whatever fucking gas station medicine you want to try, those fucking over-the-counter pills. Try something. I wouldn't even try those, though. Those are pretty sort of dangerous. I wouldn't try those. But if you are in a situation, I think the best avenue of approach will probably be to go see a specialist. Nothing wrong with that. It's not anything to be embarrassed about. It happens, especially as you get older, but uh, better to go find that out from somebody who knows. Uh, let's see here. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. Like these allergies just kind of hit me out of nowhere. I don't know why, but I can't stand it. Uh, let's see here. Somebody asked this question. Uh, what happens if your husband catches you cheating? Oh, God. That's a very... Uh, very broad question with a, with a myriad of answers. Husband catches you cheating. He's either going to leave you 
find somebody else or he's simply just going to kill you. And that does happen. I mean, I'm not even being funny, but yes, he potentially can kill you. I mean, I don't know. What what, what do you expect for him to do? I mean, if he's a uh, civil person and he's like, okay, this is how you want it. All right, well, let's get the divorce papers. I'll get my attorney. You get yours, whatever. We'll come up and hash a deal. Or he might just kill you. It's that simple. It's going to go either one way. Either way, it's going to be sloppy, but just solve it like adults, uh, amicable um, circumstances. Just, you know, be adults about it. Just, hey, don't work, it don't work. But don't take drastic measures. Okay, so this next question uh, here, it says, uh, is three months into a relationship too soon to be talking about moving in together and marriage? Uh, three months? I think it's kind of soon. I think it's a little soon. Um, I had this 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 general rule of moving in together. Some people are very quick about moving in together. Others do tend to take their time. Um, my thing is this. If you really, really, really want to be sure to whether or not you want to marry a person, six-month rule. Move in together. Now, you move in together. And you, you're going to start seeing some shit from your significant other, your partner, whatever, that you're just like, I don't know if I can marry this person. But in this case, um, three months, I think, I mean, it's good to just have the idea because, I mean, you never know where the relationship will go. And even you could ask questions and stuff like this on a hypothetical. Because, again, you just never know. You're three months into a relationship. Everything seems good. You just never know where it's going to go next. It could potentially go to the next level. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a kind of a fun idea to kind of play around with the idea. Like, hey, you know, what if we get married? It's not like you're, you're making a commitment right then and there. You're just simply asking a question. So I don't see really anything wrong with just simply asking a question or, uh, you know, talking about moving in and whatnot. You know, and again, as far as moving in, I think that needs to take time because I'm telling you right now, you're going to find out if you're so quick to move in with someone, you're going to find out very quickly that... This person may or may not be for you because you're going to start seeing them do things that you would just not expect. Because when you're dating, you're not really, you just kind of spend the night at each other's house. It's not enough time to really assess how a person is at home. You kind of get little tidbits, like little hints and stuff here. But it's, it's you can't really assess very much from that. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's not soon. Uh, let's see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find uh, another question here. I got about 15 minutes. I got a little time. I got a little time. Uh, uh, okay, here's another question. Oh, God. There's a lot of infidelity, cheating, divorce-type questions coming down my feed. Kind of crazy. Uh, it says, what do I do? Somebody asked, what do I do if my husband no longer wants to sleep with me? Well, first of all, you got to find out what why he doesn't want to sleep with you. Ask him like, hey, honey, you know, you don't lay down with me anymore. You know, you don't sleep with me. You sleep in the living room and sometimes you're not even home. What's going on? Uh, this person, Mandy, though, did answer that question by saying physical intimacy is part of loving someone. So why doesn't he want to sleep with you? Find the answer. Then you'll know what to do. If he's not attracted to you, then make yourself attractive. That's only if you want to stay married. Now, if it was me, I tell him, fuck you and get a divorce and wouldn't look back. Don't let anyone make you feel like shit. That's a horrible thing to say. Uh, 
to you lose him find someone else this person just says find someone else i don't want to be so quick into doing that i mean realistically speaking the best approach will probably be just to ask the question of uh why you know what's going on do you not love me anymore do you not find me attractive anymore what do you want to do is it someone else you know start asking questions because again the one thing i i always say is don't waste each other's time um because that time divorce does not come with a refund you lose that time and it'll be all for nothing and then that's it so i think in that case you just might want to ask your spouse hey why you what's up what's up with me i'm not attractive anymore you used to like sleep with me every night and bang my brains out and all this other stuff but now i'm not attractive no more again that's where the communication thing is pivotal in a relationship because if no one speaks no one is heard and that's would be a prime example right there uh let's see here uh, oh god all right here's a somewhat a, a question on a different turn here uh this person asks i kicked my 15 year old daughter out of the house because she got her nose pierced i don't know where she is it's been one month should i go to the police um you should have probably went to the police within the first, what, 48, 72 hours for a missing persons report? A whole month you just let your, you kick your daughter out for the simple fact she got a nose piercing. Big fucking whoop. Now you can't, it's been a month since you heard from her, now you want to call the police. That's just straight neglect. Well, I think you could file a missing persons report after, what, 72 hours, 48, 72 hours? I could be wrong. It's within that ballpark. Come on, man. Like, why would you wait that long? I don't know where she is. Have you, like, called anybody, asked anybody where this person could potentially be? I mean, has anybody seen her? Like, that's crazy. Imagine you just call the police and be like, I can't find my daughter. What happened? Oh, um, basically, I kicked out of my house a month ago because she got her nose pierced. You know what the cops are going to do? They're going to probably should lock your ass up for allowing this shit to go on for as long as it went on. So, I mean, <laughs> some people just don't think. And, and honestly, that's not a reason to kick someone out. I mean, teens are going to be rebellious. They're trying to find their way in life. They're trying to find their identity. Um, if it was my daughter and she said, I want to get my nose pierced, I would not have a problem with that. As long as, she, as long as she's safe. As long as she's safe and she feels like herself. Other than that, yeah, I, I mean... Come on now. That's not a reason to really kick your kid out. But, you know, some people are very uh, religious when it comes to certain things. I get it. But, I mean, that's that's kind of petty. It's, it's actually pretty petty. Uh, let's see. I got about, what, 10 minutes? Uh, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to – just give me a second here. I'm just – uh. Let's see. I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, oh, here's a here's an interesting question again. It's another relationship question. This is what's coming down on my feed today. Um, how many times have you been unfaithful in your relationships? Hmm, I guess this is a question. I guess this person wanted to ask any and everybody. Um, this person, Priyanka, says there's nothing in name of love. Every male looking for single thinks male's only intention. What the fuck? Like I already just got a fucking hemorrhage. My brain hemorrhage is just reading that. I'm going to find a different answer. Uh, let's see here. Because uh, I don't know. All right. I'm going to answer the damn question. Some of these answers are just straight dumb. Um, 
how many times have I been unfaithful in a relationship? I'd say, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, I say once, and that was in my last marriage, which you put two and two together. That's kind of how that whole thing ended. <laughs> again, I that's a whole nother episode in itself. And again, there's always two sides to every story, but that's how many times I've been unfaithful. But I guess, I guess it goes to, uh, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if there's an average. People, things just happen to where, I don't know. I can't quite explain it. Some people just are natural, always unfaithful because, again, they're just afraid to commit, whatever the case is. I don't know. That That's a whole nother, actually, no, I think I kind of already did an episode on that, to be real with you. Um, moving right along. Let's see here. Uh, let me see. Okay, another interesting question. Again, I'm just going to say this is like relationship, just all relationship questions. But this actually is a pretty interesting one. Uh, someone asked, what could possibly be going on in the heads of husbands who just disappear sometimes and don't communicate with their wives at all, even if they are home most of the time? Um, it could be a lot of things. Maybe sometimes they just want to feel like they need a break from it all. Like they just, just don't want to be bothered. Sometimes we just... You know, we don't we don't want to be bothered as much as I love my wife and everything. Sometimes we just want to kind of be in our own little bubble. Um, but if it gets to a point where you're constantly ignoring your spouse and, um, you know, what can be going on in their head? The only way you would know is if you ask. And even if you ask, you might not get a straightforward answer because, let's like, guys, we're not quite um, frontal when it comes to, like, you know, showing our feelings and emotions we kind of keep things bottled up but um that's really just the only approach to how you can like actually find out you know what's going on in their head um this person right here i'm trying to see i found an answer uh by this woman named serenity all right a female perspective here it says it's difficult to speculate what could be going on in the head of a husband <coughs> who suddenly disappears without communicating with their wife it is possible that the husband is struggling with the mental health issue such as depression, anxiety, or PTSD. It's also possible that the husband is dealing with a difficult situation in their life, such as a job loss, financial struggle, family issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's also possible that the husband feels overwhelmed. So again, this, there's so much on the table that could be possibly wrong with him, but that's where the spouse needs to ask what is wrong. Again, going back, you see this is a, a circle going back to that one word communication. Sometimes, yeah, it might be a little difficult at first to, to communicate. They might have such a strong wall to kind of penetrate. However, though, you got to try. You got to ask questions before it gets worse. And that maybe you can offer some help or you guys can help solve the problem collectively together. Um, but, yeah, um, ask questions, ask questions, ask questions. Let's see. Uh, oh, boy. Oof. What's this? Uh, another one. Uh, here's another one. My wife cheated on me because I can't make her happy emotionally and sexually. What should I do? Well, this person says, uh, Sarah, she says, bloody good question. I'm the wife in that situation. My husband is awesome. Nothing wrong with him. There's something up with me, though. I think it's got to do with a general dissatisfaction with life in general. We have a good life, too. Financially poor, but we have a full life. Um, I don't know. Uh, what should he do, though? I don't know. Try to spice it up in the room, bedroom, try something new, um, do something out of the norm, try to help things. And if that doesn't work and it's just not there anymore, then perhaps separation is in order. But I wouldn't jump straight into like wanting to separate. 
Okay. I, like I said, everything deserves a fighting chance, but you got to make it work. <laughs> Sometimes in the relationship, we have to fill those voids. Every relationship has a void or will have a void at some point. And, you know, there's always something missing, but that's the beautiful part about it is that when there's something missing, you can always try something new to fix it. Uh, whether it be doing something out of norm, like, I don't know, if you don't, you're not used to going to the park for walks or picnics or stand-up comedy clubs, something of the nature, or even like when it comes to sex, trying something completely new, whether it be a new position, new toys, whatever, something to kind of fill that void um, is what we should be striving for. Um now, unfortunately, this this guy right here, like I said, he's he has those options to try to fix it on an emotional or sexual level, and if it don't work, then you know, then you unfortunately have to take that other uh, the other approach, you know, the uh, D word, divorce. Uh, let's see here. Uh, ooh, uh, I think I read a similar question to this before. Um, this this um, question is, uh, do I need to tell my husband about my past? Well, that depends on what you're hiding or what you're afraid to tell your husband. And most times it, it might be like your sexual history, your body count, as they call it. Um, trying to figure that out. I don't know. Um, you should you should tell them, depending. But sometimes some things are just so traumatic and so bottled up. You're just afraid to tell them based on also the idea that he might judge you and leave you for it. Uh, this person uh, answered, uh, Ben Dez says, uh, your husband should should have known about your past before you got married. He's a much of an idiot for marrying you as you are an ass for not telling him. <laughs> Marriage is supposed to be a lifetime deal. If you're going to hire someone for a position, you have to choose between two equally qualified candidates. But one is a former felon and the other has a clean record. Which would you hire? Most people would agree that your past matters. But, you know, in the dating phase, nobody is that open and quick to want to talk about their past like that. So, I mean, I can't quite agree with this person all the way simply because, you know, you've only known someone for two weeks. You've been dating them, whatever, for a little bit. You're going to be that open to be you know, tell them all of your business? No, these things take time because you have to – that person has to earn that trust. You know, you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> to confide that, that – um, confidentiality thing you know the trust and everything um you just can't be so quick to be like hey um yeah i'm i, I want to tell you everything about me it doesn't work that way i wouldn't want to do that um <coughs> again these things do take time and again that answer which i believe some of it is to be true but again like you can't really no, you got to take your time when it comes to these things. Don't be so quick to tell everybody about your past because you never know that relationship might not work and they might even use that against you. You don't want that to happen. It's that simple. All right. So, hey, I'm going to wrap this episode up. So I am done. This is my first episode using the uh, the Monocaster. So, you know, well, we're finishing wrapping this up. So, um, yeah, that this is the first episode I've actually done using this thing and hopefully it works out to my betterment and not my detriment. We'll see how that works out. Uh, but thanks for listening to this podcast once again. And now we're into the weekend. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode, whenever that may be. Cause again, there's nothing scheduled about this. I try to do it every day though, but it's when I can, it's that simple. Okay. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And again, I do apologize for the sneezing and all that stuff. It's allergy season deal with it. I'm not the only one. I'm not saying deal with me when I sneeze and this shit. No, that's not right. But uh, just bear with me, if you will. Bear with me. 
All right. So, hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. Once again, I'm your host. And just stay tuned for the next episode. And uh, I got a few topics lined up that I think is worth talking about. So whenever that happens. All right. So have a great evening. Enjoy it. Start enjoying your weekend. Do it again next time. Ciao.